Sister, sister, there were never such devoted sisters. Never had to have a chaperone, no son. I'm here to keep my eye on her. Hi, this is Tammy. And this is Angeli. Welcome to Podcasts with, with Sisters. All right. Angeli, would you please introduce our guest, Linda? I would love to. So Linda is one of my clients from our studio in a local studio in Spokane called Team Pilates. And she and I have worked together, gosh, probably two and a half, three years now, right, Linda? Yeah, I think it's been, yeah, three years. Yeah, so we started out with some deep therapeutic Pilates and have moved into more of the gyrotonic world. And I'll get into some of the specifics of that later. But I would like to give Linda a voice um, and let her describe why she is here today. Good morning, ladies. Um, I'm here because I'm. we're doing a segment on MS. And I would like to describe to you what MS is. Um, in general, it's a demyelinating disease of the brain and spinal cord. Um, MS is an autoimmune disease that attacks the protective sheath on the nerves um, called the myelin. And it really disrupts the um, communication between the brain and the rest of the body. Wonderful. And really quickly, um, just for us um, out there that are wondering what the myelin sheath actually does, what that does is that speeds up the speed at which nerve impulses move throughout the brain and from the brain through the body. So demyelinating that or removing that myelin sheath actually slows down how quickly those, um, those impulses and those nerve transmissions work. So, so that's a great, great description um, with the demyelination. Thank you, Linda. Yeah. Yes. And Linda, what would you say are some of the symptoms of MS? Let's go on a big scale as far as how long have you had it? What are your current symptoms and how do they present in your body? Okay. Um, I was diagnosed in April of 2007. And so I've had it for, what is that, 2013, 14 years or so. And for me, thank God, um, I've been on the disease-modifying drugs. I've tried several, and they have helped me um, from progressing physically um, with disability. And um, the symptoms can range. Uh, there, there's actually no two people alike, is what I'm told, with MS. Um, you can have vision problems, um, tingling and numbness, pains, um, spasms, weakness and fatigue, um, dizziness, balance problems, bladder and bowel issues, cognitive problems, depression. So you can see that in a wide range of people, you can get a wide range of symptoms depending on where the lesions are. How does this affect you personally? For me, I have struggled with severe fatigue, dizziness, mm -hmm. 
um, balance problems, cognitive problems. Um, when I've had relapses, I've had numbness and some visual problems and some bladder issues. And as far as your everyday life, how does this affect you? Say, go through a, a day with us when you're in chronic pain on such a high level. Uh, how does this affect you? Well, every day is a push, and I'm sure most MS patients will relate to this. Um, sometimes it's hard to get out of bed. Um, depending on the fatigue level, taking a shower seems like it's overwhelming. And mm -hmm. um, thank God not every day is that way, but it's on an everyday level, I would say that I have fatigue that waxes and wanes. Mm -hmm. I have dizziness every day that again, um, can be milder or can be very severe where I can't get out of bed. Mm -hmm. um, I have pain, chronic pain, which in and of itself just wears on you, causes tremendous burden of fatigue. Right. Um, and emotionally, um, all of this just sometimes feels like it's too much. Um, I feel like I have missed so much in my life because of this disease. I feel like, um, it's in the driver's seat. I feel like it controls and dictates what my day will be like. Mm -hmm. And how are you getting help on that emotional side? Um, I do, I have a wonderful husband who's oh, there. Yeah who's very understanding. Um, I have good friends. I actually talk with a counselor every couple of weeks. I do that um, through Zoom. Uh, and she has been tremendously helpful. Um, and I just, sometimes you just have to put it in God's hands and know that, you know, he is on my side and he will provide whatever I need for that day and give me the strength I need to get through that day. Yes. That's amazing. And knowing that he only gives you what you can handle, right? Yes. Hard one. Some days that seems a little too much. Yes. <laughs> That's a hard yes. one to swallow. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So what would you um, suggest to, to other patients and other individuals who are dealing with MS, if they've just been diagnosed, since you've been in this, what well, let's just call it in this game of MS yeah. for almost 14 years, how did you feel when you were first diagnosed compared to today? Can you give us some steps that you've taken to get you to where you're able to cope? Yeah, when I was first diagnosed, I was absolutely terrible. Um, I have an aunt who um, had MS and she unfortunately caught, got it before there was any drugs. And um, I just saw her go down a very steep hill of progression um, to the point that she succumbed to MS and lost her life due to MS. Mm -hmm. And 
yeah, that was, I, I, she was my uh, picture in my mind of MS. Of course, my mind went there when I was diagnosed. Mm -hmm. And so it was very scary. Um, but I have, I have had good doctors and I got put on medication right away. And for me, the physical, um, deterioration has been lessened by these drugs as far as my mobility. Now, that being said, it's sometimes, um, oh, what would I say? It, I guess people see people with MS with canes and, or a wheelchair. And unfortunately, those people have progressed a lot more than I have. That being said, the symptoms that I do have are absolutely debilitating as far as the fatigue and the dizziness, but people don't see that. And what's hard at times is when I look okay. And so I think people forget, especially you know, in my immediate circle, that really I'm not okay. I'm struggling inside. Um, I get fatigue that is off the charts mm -hmm. and um, dizziness that is, I feel like I'm on a boat in a perfect storm mm -hmm. with nausea. And, and it, I think that's hard because it's misunderstood because people don't see a physical cane or a wheelchair and I'm sure other people out there um, that have invisible symptoms struggle with the same thing you look fine therefore you should be fine well and you yeah. mentioned to me just yesterday that most of the people even in your inner circle don't know that you have MS which was That's right. surprising that was shocking to me when we were talking yesterday and the fact that you show up weekly to see me Yes. Hearing your symptoms is so, that's such a blessing to me to know that that part of your week is so important. It is. Appreciate it, that. Yes. Well, thank you. I mean, yeah, it's one of the few places, believe it or not, that I go. Um, I spend a lot of time at home by myself. Um, I would love to be out there in the world, but a lot of times it's just too hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Linda, I do want to ask you, um, you've been working with Angela for several years and you said that this is one of the few places that you do go. How has working with Angela, how has doing Pilates and body work helped you with your MS? Because this is something that is so important and that you make sure you do weekly. Yeah, I, this is actually funny. Um, I have a fear that if I don't keep doing this, I'm going to set up like cement. Um, mm, I, yeah. <laughs> I just feel so stiff. And Pilates has helped me um, with mobility and balance and has helped with strength. I could remember um, at times I would use a, a garden hose and just watering my flowers. And then after that, just putting that pressure, squeezing the nozzle, 
I would have a tremor in my hand for the rest of the day, oh just from weakness, um, from, you know, squeezing the nozzle on a garden hose, um, right. as well as, you know, in my legs going upstairs, I would come up the stairs and then I could feel my legs just shaking inside from the muscle weakness. So Pilates has really, and working with Anjali, um, I've definitely seen some improvement in those areas. And I've learned Good. a lot about my body and the unhealthy patterns that I've developed um, because of chronic pain and how I hold myself. And she's really helped me recognize um, those patterns. And we're working on trying to change those. That's That's wonderful and that's amazing. And I know how important it is for you to be able to move because I know you do spend a lot of time with your granddaughter and I do. you have yes. to be able to move to, to, you know, do the things that small children want to do. Exactly. And yeah, <laughs> I love spending time with my grandkids and I just adore them, but sometimes it's just too much. And Emotionally, that really hurts me. Um, yes, I can understand. I don't that. want to get emotional, but yeah, again, this disease um, controls my life, I feel like, in a lot of areas. And it's okay to get emotional, Linda. <laughs> Everyone appreciates it. Yes, <laughs> yes. And, and I want to point out you've taken some of that control back by working with Angeli, by making sure that you don't set up like concrete, as you said, and you are, um, you're able to move and, and be there for your daughters yeah. and your granddaughters. Mm -hmm. I am. And I'm very grateful. I'm very grateful that I've had the ability to go to Pilates and I've met wonderful people there and Anjali is just such a sweetheart and so understanding and so caring and concerned and um, so patient as her older sister I can say she yeah. is one of the most patient people I have ever spent time with thank you she is because um the cognitive aspects of this disease as well oh my gosh sometimes i just feel so out to lunch and she is so patient with me because i just am not getting what she's saying and she we get there back. we get there we get yes. there yes <laughs> that's good she that's uses good her words very well and when i'm not getting it she comes with a different way, different words, so that, um, yeah, we get there. We do. That's amazing. We absolutely do. It's that time. It's time for a commercial break. I want to talk about Anchor. Anchor is the platform by Spotify that Angela and I are using for our Bodcasts with Sisters Get in Bed With Your Body podcast. There are several reasons to like Anchor. One, the ease by which you can use it. It is so easy to record, to edit, and to upload podcasts that you do. 
But the thing that I really, really love about it is the fact that Anchor allows you to send your podcast to various platforms. So it automatically gets uploaded into Spotify, but we can send it other places such as Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts. And this works really well for people who have different types of phones or prefer different types of podcasts. For instance, Angelie is an Apple user, and she likes to listen to her podcasts and Apple Podcasts. I'm an Android user, and I love Spotify, so I use Spotify for my podcasts. This allows us to disseminate our podcasts to potentially more listeners because we have so many options for where we can send our podcasts. Now back to the show. That's amazing. So Anjali, what, what exercises have you used with Linda that have helped her to increase some of that mobility and reduce some of that pain? Yes. So we, well, we started with gate work. So we started with uh, just some, some easy habitual patterns that she may have had walking, sitting, standing in her everyday life to try to work through some alignment issues for balance. Uh, I know, Linda, when we first started, the dizziness was a real issue, just getting up and down off of when we were working on the mm-hmm. Cadillac with the spring system. And that has subsided. In, and it's been mm-hmm. an incredible journey to see just that subside. Um, so we started with Cadillac work. If anybody's familiar with the, the Cadillac trapeze table, it's a unit that almost looks like a hospital bed. Joseph Pilates had actually created it from a hospital bed when he was working with um, some of his patients in in the war, trying to get them back into the field quickly. And so it's almost a pulley system. And the nice thing about it for nervous issues, nervous system, um, neuropathy, anything that has to do with stroke and MS, where essentially the body is eating the nerves and the damage that's being caused can be so quick the spring system gives the feedback to the nervous system that it needs in order to kickstart it. So the synaptic connections being given by pulling on a spring, it gives and takes as a muscle system and reaction of the nervous system would be. So it really re-educates the nervous system in a deeper way. Then we moved into um, some balance work. So we worked on the bow stew and just learning how to be able to close your eyes uh, in the, the, the fact that we have that proprioceptive awareness, we need to get that going. We need to wake that up in Linda in order for her to be able to get up out of bed right after she's been asleep, to be able to, to become upright and be able to get the nervous system to wake up in, in that way. Uh, we used the rope system. We used some Bodhi work where that was just standing in ropes, four-point system, and being able to wake the core system up and balance. And now we've really, um, we really dive into gerotonic, which is a whole different understanding of movement from the center of the spine. It's a three-dimensional rotational pattern that really moves into that deeper connection between the brainstem down the spinal column which Linda loves. It's very calming to her nervous system. On days that it's difficult, um, and I so appreciate that Linda still shows up, I know that it's so hard on some days where she's just been down for the count, 
for several days prior to our session. I'll just use some, some easy manual therapy with strength and counter strain um, and try to calm the system versus excite the system. So it kind of depends on what Linda's feeling as far as where we approach it. I love that you have the ability to adjust so quickly um, to, to needs that, that are there. Um, you know, what are some simple exercises, Ange, that, you know, like you've given for Linda to do on her own or that someone can do to just try and increase maybe a little bit in that mobility or that balance area? Yeah, so Linda and I have done actually online sessions during, ironically, during COVID, we were forced to do that. Uh, so, <laughs> so we did come up with a series of exercises using a foam roller, using a six-inch Franklin ball, which is a small um, pliable ball for release work. So more release work when we're not hands-on together, um, more of a calming trying to, to get the system to calm down, just general range of motion. So foam roller's wonderful because we can get the joints moving, but it's in a supine on your back scenario. So that's the safest place for both balance and spinal issues is to be on your spine. So I've given her some exercises laying on the foam roller with her spine, as well as mobilizing lower body with her feet on the, the foam roller laying down and with her arms uh, holding on to the foam roller, getting upper body work, but all being supine. So all in a very safe, um, calming environment. Because I find that that is the biggest thing, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, Linda, but the biggest thing is to relax the system. There's so much going on that if we can get the system to relax, then we get deeper work as far as range of motion once the body feels safe. That That is so true because I... Um, do have a sense or feel like my body wants to relax, but somehow it's um, guarding or my muscles are getting the message from my brain to stay tense. So a relaxation state for me um, is the best. Yes. To, to help oh, to try to help override um my nervous system. Yes, I completely agree with that. Absolutely. Very nice. And Linda, I know you've been working with Tammy as far as nutrition as well with Sage Nutrition. And when you approached Tammy, what were you looking for in adjusting your diet? What do you, how do you find um, changing your diet and nutritional intake has helped? Well, when I connected with Tammy, um, I was looking for a way to get the optimal benefits from the food I was eating. Uh, when it comes down to it, food really is medicine, and what you put into your mouth matters to the whole system. Um, and I knew that there was some areas that I needed improving. Um, and I know there's diets out there specifically for MS, um, I had gone on a gluten-free diet with, I didn't see that there was much change. So I went off that. Um, and so Tammy really helped me in realizing um, that really eating whole foods is the way to go and not processed foods. And um, 
I've gained tremendous knowledge about food and nutrition and micronutrients and how important it is for every cell in the body. Tammy is just, um, my gosh, she's so amazing. Yeah, she's definitely a scientist. My goodness, she can tell you down to the cell. Yes, she can. Yes, what what you put into your body and what it's doing. Um, So I'm so thankful. Yeah. Yes. What is what is the main thing to consider with Linda and others with MS and chronic fatigue? What is the main thing that we need to consider nutritionally for them for that group? So interestingly. For both of those, it's a very similar thing. And the biggest thing is to really be working with an anti-inflammatory diet. And um, a lot of us have inflammation throughout our bodies just because of, um, you know, what what we eat that triggers our, our immune system. 70% of our immune system is in our, is in our gut. And an anti-inflammatory diet is very, very important for both MS and chronic fatigue. And what an anti-inflammatory diet is, is really cutting out things that can um, affect the microbiome or affect the immune system. So reduction of sugar, which Linda already, already had that. Um, she, already, she already knew that you know eating a ton of sugar, though it's yummy. Um, is not necessarily what we want to do for an anti-inflammatory diet. Um, But really trying to get rid of some of the, um, some of the chemicals, some of the leftover things that are in processed foods and really just eating the whole foods that, um, that Linda was talking about and having, you know, good, good meat and good vegetables and really having a balanced diet. Um, so the biggest thing is just to get rid of things that are, are going to inflame the system. And like Linda said, every person is different. And so sometimes an elimination diet is something that is necessary to see if there are certain things that, um, that inflame, inflame the system. And Linda had already done that you know, for instance, doing a gluten-free diet and she noticed it didn't make any difference for her. So, you know, taking gluten out of her diet is, is not something that's going to affect her. Um, but there are really, I want people to be thinking about something like a Mediterranean diet is one that people have probably heard of. And that's a diet that favors fruits, vegetables, um, unsaturated fats, um, olive oil, things that are rich in omega-3s, which omega-3s are so very important for the nervous system and for the muscular system. And omega-3 fatty acids um, come in many places. One of the best places to get them is salmon, um, things like that. But you can also get them in nuts and seeds. Um, Everyone who works with me knows because I'm allergic to nuts, my favorite is, my favorite go-to is always pumpkin seeds. And that's a great place to get some um, good, healthy, healthy fats as well. Um, so, you know, this is this is something that we want to be thinking about with that. And Linda has been Linda has been great, and Linda has asked a ton of questions. And um, you know, for instance, the last thing we worked with was really looking at 
you know, what are some other ways to get protein in the diet? And, you know, should we be using pea protein and which, which ones are better to help, you know, really increase in her diet to help with that protein, to help with, you know, some of the um, neurotransmitters and some of the musculature that she needs. So if you could put a really quick synopsis together for someone who is new to the diagnosis of MS and just trying to kind of work through the weeds of it all, what would a good, quick diet correction be? What would you like to see them change? Um, the quickest thing is increasing fruits and vegetables that are mm-hmm. fresh fruits and vegetables and increasing uh, fish and good protein sources like um, salmon or uh, you know, increasing with chicken. Those would be the, the biggest things. And using olive oil for cooking, getting away from um, things like canola oil. So okay. really getting those omega-3s in there, really increasing fruits and vegetables, and just getting into that whole, you know, more of a whole foods. So like I said, the Mediterranean diet is probably um, the easiest one to find information on. That is, it really just says eat fruits and vegetables, eat good um, chicken, salmon, uh, olive oil, things that are rich in good, healthy fats and omega-3 fatty acids that we need. Well, I want to thank Linda for being our, our model for perfect MS patient. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> she listens to everything that we say. <laughs> Your research, you have... You have dedicated yourself to self-care as far as exercise, mobility, finding good quality care in that area, as well as your nutritional intake, which, I mean, I, I've got to tell you, you are a model of, of what we hope that all MS patients would aspire to be. And I just, yes. I so appreciate well, you, thank you making the time to be with me weekly. That I can't tell you how much more that means to me now that I know what you go through on a daily basis. It really, uh, I just so appreciate you. So thank you so much. Yes. Well, you're very welcome. And thank you. Thank both of you for all that you have done to help me and to guide me in this journey. Um, I am just so blessed that I have crossed both of your paths and I appreciate, I appreciate both of you very much. Well, you are an inspiration, Linda. Absolutely that others uh, will feel free to reach out to Tammy and I and, and do their own research on, on what would be right for their bodies. And again, everybody's different. And so yeah. their own bodies. Yeah. Yes. That's so true. As I said earlier, what I've read and what I've been told over and over again is there's no two MS patients alike, um, which is really surprising. Yeah, well, we're all individuals, and that is something that a lot of people don't, you know, take take for granted, that we're all individuals, and that means every exercise that we do, every, you know, every time Angela's adjusting exercises, I'm adjusting foods, it's mm-hmm. for an individual. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you're interested in more information on how to work with Tammy or I, Tammy Miller is Sage Nutrition Coaching. 
Pilates.com, and you can look me up, Angelie Melzer, at team-pilates.com. We would love to work with you virtually or in person, um, and I know to, to talk through the emotional side is a really big component to, um, to finding and, and getting a good therapist to be able to open up to a group locally uh, in your community for MS support. Uh, there are so many out there, so reach out. Don't, don't hold up, right, Linda? Don't stay away as, you, as your body wants to, but let yourself open up to, to being helped. That's right. I think that's probably the thing that helps the most is don't seclude yourself, even though I have done that many, many times, because that's all you feel like doing. Um, no, the opposite is true. You need to reach out, get help, look for every avenue um, that can be of help to you in all areas, nutrition and exercise and mental health. It all matters. It absolutely well, does. You. Thank you. Thank you, Tammy. Thank you, Linda. Thank you, Angela. Thank you. Thanks for taking your time today. My pleasure. And have a wonderful week, everyone.